Welcome to the Hayes Worldwide Careers Advice Podcast, bringing you insights into the world of work. In this series, I'll be talking to experts to give you practical tips and advice on careers. I'm your host, John Beasley from Hayes, the world's largest specialist recruiter. As the world of work continues to evolve, many professionals are reflecting on what they truly want from their careers, striving to find a sense of meaning and purpose in their everyday working lives. So today, we're joined by Shannon Howd, founder and managing director of Walk of Life Coaching, certified executive coach and author of the book, Good Work, which explores how to build a career that makes a difference to the world. Shannon is here today to share her expert advice to help all of us find meaning in our everyday working lives. Hi, Shannon, and thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, John. So to begin with, could you please just give a quick introduction to our listeners about yourself and and, and give an overview of your career to date? Absolutely. Well, I have to admit, it probably took me about 39 years to find my calling myself. And I've spent most of my career reinventing myself again and again. I've been everything from a corporate recruiter to a management consultant, an accountant, been an entrepreneur three times and a conservationist. Um, and I've changed jobs every 18 months until I created my own ideal job with Walk of Life Coaching. So I really sit now at the intersection of all the hats I've worn across my career, both from a psychology perspective, from a consulting and coaching perspective, and then also from the recruitment and talent agenda. Great. So you've had quite a varied career. And did that leading to your interest in career purpose and, you know, led you on to write your book, Good Work, as well? Yes, absolutely. I mean, again, in, in creating my own ideal career of running my own business. So I think I'm an entrepreneur at heart and I've always loved writing resumes and helping others and mentoring them and coaching them through their professional journeys, whether it was being their manager or just as a colleague. And so I took my recruitment experience and my coaching background and management background and merged that up with the issue areas that I had been consulting in for big businesses over the the past 20 years, which is around what we call now the impact space or sustainability, the environment, charity sector, all of those kind of themes that are in business where we're making more than just profits. We're actually also considering people and planet as well. Fantastic. And um, how have you personally found meaning in your own career? Mm, Yeah, meaning is a great word. I love that word. Uh, I think it links a lot to purpose as well. I actually really can honestly say I don't feel like I actually go to work every day because I love what I do so much. And I think the meaning really for me is is the motivation is helping others to achieve their own sense of purpose, their own potential, and being able to unlock barriers that we all get to our own personal progress. So it's that kind of enabler or facilitator role that I get to play so that others can go out into the world then and make a difference for our environment, the planet, and our communities. Oh, that's great to hear. And in, in, in your book, you begin by exploring the concept of impact careers. Could you just explain to our listeners what, what you mean by this in a, in a little more detail? 
Yes, it's kind of an, an umbrella term now that I, I've started using because we've got lots of different semantics and language that have evolved around this space over the last 20 years. It used to be called kind of corporate social responsibility, then was called corporate responsibility, then was called sustainable business, sustainability, environmental. Now we're talking resilience. There's lots of different words that we're using to kind of mean the same thing in essence, which is really what I talk about more as the triple bottom line, which is a concept that was coined about 20 years ago around businesses focusing and leaders focusing on more than just the profit number, the economics, but also on the planet and the environment and the people. And so that being the stakeholders of the communities. So that could also mean employees. So where we're looking more holistically at how do we lead business forward around this triple bottom line approach, rather than just the economic, we include the environmental and the social elements to it. I thanks for explaining that, Shannon. And why is it so important that, you know, that, that we find purpose and meaning in our jobs? And do you think this need to find meaning has, has grown as a result of the, the, the pandemic? Absolutely. I, I mean, the last year through COVID, I have seen more than a 200% increase in my business because people have had time to reflect on what's really important to them. We've been able to stop. We've been able to really just, you know, slow down and have the time to think and the time to decide what's important for, to us and without a lot of the external pressures and pace that we're used to having. And so there's been a lot of self-reflection. And in that, I think people have kind of woken up to the fact that maybe they're not so happy in their, in their current roles. Maybe they want to do more than just make a salary. They want to make a difference. So most of my clients come to me and say, I, you know, I still need to earn a living. I want a job that I love, but I really want to make a difference. And that can mean a lot of different things to different people. But ultimately, what I think that means is having a sense of doing something and giving something back beyond just getting that paycheck. And I, and again, I think this actually links quite nicely to a lot of the neuroscience and a lot of the psychology research around what makes us happy as, as humans, right? We have our, our Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs. And once those are met, you know, what else is there that allows us to really live a balanced and happy and fulfilled life? And I think that is about being able to identify and then live into and achieve and find that purpose and meaning. Yeah, we're hearing a lot, you know, about people using the the, the, the time during the pandemic to reflect on, on what they really want, as, as you said. Um, so it's great that there's, you know, places where they can go and, and get advice and get a bit of, you know, guidance on what they can do. Is there anything that you can tell our listeners now that, you know, how they can find a sense of purpose in their their day-to-day roles? Mm. Yes, I usually would start them off with kind of a very simple just mapping exercise. And it could just be a brainstorm. It could be a mind map, however your, your mind works to kind of gain insights about yourself. And it's really about being able to map out or list what gets you excited? What issues are you passionate about? What gets you actually angry? You know, for me, it's like all the plastic that I see at the grocery stores, you know. So it depends on what are those issues that that you want to make a difference in? What are you willing to invest time and money and energy into shaping change around? And I think that alignment with those passion areas 
are really basically founded on what are your values. So I do a values mapping exercise. I then do an, an impact issue mapping exercise where we're identifying those, those key issues you want to solve. But also that values alignment has to be there in terms of the type of people you're working with and the type of organization and the mission of that organization. Some great, great insights. Thanks. Thanks, Shannon. And what would you say to those that are struggling to find meaning in, the, in their current roles? I would say do some self-reflection. There's lots of different ways to get at the root of what's missing. It could be reading some books. It could be, you know, self-help books. It could be mindfulness meditation. It could be taking a walk on the, you know, in, in the fields or in the mountains to try to get some sort of distance from that day-to-day -day struggle so that you can get some perspective. It might be a therapist or a coach or reaching out to friends and family, but it's about doing the, the groundwork on the reflection around what is important to you, what is meaning, what does it look like if you had it, and then what are some of the steps you can take to try to correct the space that you're in right now that's challenging you. So that's what we really do as coaches is it's very forward looking to say, well, where do you want to be? What would that look like? Draw us a picture of that. And then let's address the issues that are the blocks to getting there and start to build out an action plan for how you can incrementally shift towards getting closer to that meaning. And are there any strategies that you can share with our listeners now that they can follow to find an organization that matches the, you know, their personal values and traits? And how, would, how important would you say it is for them to do that? I think it's crucial. I mean, that's really of my 13-step program that I run with job seekers and, and job changers is a mapping of those personal values and traits very early on. It's in, it's in step three, in fact. So we need to be able to understand our own traits because those are basically our approach or our style of working. So we need to know that about ourselves first. Where do we thrive and what kind of environment so that we as an individual and as a contributor, we're going to feel valued in those roles or in that context of that organization. And then the value side of it, I actually flip it on its head. I say, what are your top five values that are so important to you, you have to be aligned with the organization, their culture, or the team, or the, the boss that you're going to be working with. So the values are, are almost like a tick list of what you want from the culture and context that you're going to be working in. So if you, if you start to map those out with that lens, it really helps you to have that almost checklist of things that you need from that organization, that it's not always only the candidate trying to prove what they're offering, but the organization also in their fight for talent needs to be aligned and proving that they have those solid values and that they're walking the talk from a leadership perspective. So I always say, you know, look at the top down. How are those senior leaders walking the talk of those culture values that they're claiming to have in that organization? And in order to do your due diligence on that before you accept on the, on the dotted line for a new role, I always say, talk to old employees, talk to ex-employees, because they're the ones that are going to probably tell you the real truth about how that organization or that culture or that team are really working and how they're really adhering to those values. 
Thank you. That's really helpful. And yeah, of course, it's, you know, as a as a candidate, as a person going for a role, it is important to remember that you're, you're not the only one that's been assessed. You are assessing the company as well um, to see you know, if, they, if they fit what you're after. So if, it, you know, if, if a person has decided to, to search for, for meaning elsewhere in a new job, for instance, how can they effectively demonstrate their commitment to the employer's purpose on their CV or, or during the interview stage, perhaps? Mm. Yeah, I mean, identifying what the employer's purpose is is a first step, right? Because it's not always completely obvious. I think oftentimes, especially in the in the corporate sector, we see, you know, the purpose is usually the bottom line. It's usually just that profit number, isn't it? Or the shareholder returns. If you're going for an NGO, it's probably going to be linked to whatever their mission is, whether that's a health issue or a medical or conservation. So I think just being able to identify what are the drivers for that organization, and um, that will uh, help you to decide and to see if there's alignment around the business model. So again, an NGO is going to be run very differently than a for-profit. So being able to identify that first is going to be important. And then thinking about well, okay, so which one am I going to actually target for finding a new role? Because I'm going to be better aligned to that nonprofit, for instance, mission or, or business model versus the more profit-driven corporate sector. Once you've made that decision, you can then start to map and to research what it is in terms of the semantics that you need to match. How can you really be relevant and resonate for that employer based on the language that they're using to talk about their brand and their mission. So when I think about purpose, I almost would translate that word to mean mission. So, you know, that's what we talk about oftentimes in mission-driven organizations, meaning that they're not just about profit, they're about more uh, in terms of the triple bottom line. So you'd want to be able to articulate that both on paper, on the CV, but also during an interview as to what have you done in your past that proves you are aligned to that similar mission. So it's about doing the homework, the groundwork, the, the research on the people and the brand messaging that that organization has put out to the market, and then aligning that for your own personal story and your personal branding that you're putting out on LinkedIn, the CV, and the interview so that your language and semantics are going to resonate and align as well. Well, thank you very much, Shannon. We're on to the last question now. If you had one piece of advice to, to help our listeners navigate their careers throughout the, the pandemic and beyond, what would that be? It would be to believe in yourself because each and every one of you listening has the ability to make a difference and while making a paycheck and to make the change that you really want to make. So if you can roll up your sleeves and commit to the somewhat rigorous process that it will take to make a career change or to make a job change, you can absolutely do it. I've worked with more than a thousand career changers over the past decade who have successfully made big leaps and shifts in their careers and reinvented themselves. So I know firsthand that it's possible. And I think that's the first thing is just keeping that positivity, tapping into your own personal resilience in terms of the process, because it can take time and it does re um, require that resilience and bounce back from rejection here and there. 
but also a creativity that you need in order to reach out to people in your networks, to think about how you're going to be perceived on paper and verbally, and getting creative about how you're going to improve that personal brand messaging with a deep-rooted self-confidence. And I think that self-confidence grows in the process if you get support in doing it. I think this is a very difficult process to go through on your own behind a computer screen, trying to write a CV or do job applications or pick up the phone and leverage your personal networks. It is a lonely and difficult process. So, you know, find a group or colleagues or friends or family or a coach that can really handhold you and support you through what can be a a somewhat long process, keeping in mind that it is absolutely possible. Thank you so much for your insights today, Shannon. You know, these are valuable conversations to be having and important questions that we should all be asking ourselves in a post-COVID world. So thank you very much for joining us and, and for sharing those with us. Thank you, John. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hayes Worldwide Careers Advice Podcast. If you have found this advice useful, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. At the same time, if you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, feel free to reach out to us via email at socialmedia at hayes.com.